Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. It's me, your host, your boy, Big Gang, JJ. With me today, I got Keone. Hello. And producer Ian. Shout out. And this is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. All right. All right. So today we are going to be talking about new head coaches around the league. We're going to have some fun with some free agency. But first, let's get into the news. There's a lot of it. The legal tampering period has begun around the NFL. It's not official signings. It's just people are agreeing to teams. So there's a lot of news. We're going to get into it here. But first, let's start off with the big news. Dak Prescott, he finally got a deal done with the Cowboys. It's a four-year, $160 million contract worth uh, $126 million guaranteed of that. So good for Dak. He wanted the four years. He did not want to sign for the fifth year. So he got what he wanted out of Jerry Jones. Good. Stick it to him. A guy who did not get what he wanted, Allen Robinson. He was tagged again by the Bears. Things are crazy. There's been reports that he's not going to sign the franchise tag and he's willing to hold out. It's just something you got to keep an eye on. Remember, going forward, he might he might fall in drafts and he might be there. He might not. It's just we're going to have to wait and see on that one. Chris Godwin was also tagged by the Buccaneers, so he will be back in Tampa this season and he's he's going to be playing. So. Look out for him. Another guy returning to Tampa, Rob Gronkowski, on a one-year, $10 million deal. I don't know if this is huge news, but it's good for Tom Brady, I think. He looked pretty good towards the end of the season, and he looked very good in the Super Bowl. So Very true. I just think that it means that Antonio Brown will not be back in Tampa Bay for sure now. Where will he live then? <laughs> Who cares? Not on my fantasy team. Uh, another big deal got done. Aaron Jones, he's going to be signing a four year, $48 million contract to return to the green Bay Packers and, uh, go where they love giving him the ball in the, in the red zone, get him in the end zone. I think his value is, is great. Still cam Newton. He's also agreed to a one year deal with the Patriots to return on some backup numbers. million, but he can get up to $14 million if he hits all of his incentives. So $14 million is the max that he can get. And he's not going to get all that. No. Yeah, I think he gets like $8 million if he's healthy and starts like every game or something like that. Yeah. And the the team has to make the the playoffs and stuff to get to $14 million. But they they did go get him some help. They they agreed to contract with Jonu Smith Four-year, $50 million. They are paying that man, and he's worth it. He's definitely worth the money. I just don't think this is the best landing spot for him for fantasy. But no, (laughs) only time will tell. I mean, if they get a new quarterback that'll throw him the ball in the red zone, then good for him. But I just don't think Cam is that guy. They also are adding Nelson Aguilar, stealing him away from the Raiders. (laughs) They're paying him. $26 $26 million over two years. And he fits in well with that wide receiver core, I think. I mean, 
he's not the best on the team. He's not the worst on the team. And I don't think you can tell. I mean, Julian Edelman, is he the best still? I don't know. I think he's the best still. Nikhil Harry, uh, it's, I think they could, they, they just needed more than Nelson Aguilar. I think they have two number two um, wide receivers and like a number three wide receiver. And then exactly. Remember Nikhil Harry is. He's just draft stock. Yeah. A draft name. That's. I mean, he got drafted in the first round, and that's the only reason people still like him, I think. Yeah, so when you trade him, it's like, we're trading you a first-round draft pick. <laughs> okay. The Jets have came to an agreement with Corey Davis on a three-year, $37.5 million deal. He was one of the bigger name wide receivers. I mean, he was definitely that second tier on the names of wide receivers, but I think he was in that tier, and so the Jets got a pretty good guy there. I, I like him with in conjunction with Jamison Crowder. Yeah, and uh, Denzel Mims will be there on his second year. I just can't wait to see what they do. Are they going to hold on to Darnold or do they move on? The suspense is killing me. <laughs> Jamis Winston reached a deal worth $12 million one year with the Saints. Good for him. Drew Brees retired, so it's going to be him or Taysom Hill, and I think they should go with Jameis. Just my opinion. I think Taysom Hill will will score more fantasy points than Jameis Winston, but I think for the team, Jameis Winston will get the other guys more points, and that's what I would like. Yeah, he's unpredictable. He is very is, unpredictable. <laughs> it's good for when they go against the, uh, the Buccaneers because mm-hmm. they need to do something different than what they did. Very true. And our last bit of news here, Kyle Juszczyk, he got a deal done with the 49ers, five-year, $27 million. There's a, it's very team uh, heavy on over there. There's an opt-out for the team after two years. We'll see. He's great for that running game, and that's exactly what Shanahan wants to do is run the ball. And so signing your the best fullback in the league is one way to do it, keeping the fullback around, the best fullback around. One of three fullbacks in the league, I feel like. <laughs> Seriously. Which is also why I think it was such a team-heavy contract. It was, where are you going to go? What team has a fullback? But see, I think he's the only fullback that could have gone somewhere else and maybe not gotten five years, 27 million. That's no huge, no. but he could have gotten a contract somewhere else. Yeah. But good for Shanahan. He, I assume Shanahan really wanted him, so he got the deal done with him. That's all we have for the news. There will be more coming out today. More and more people are going to be signing every second. So I'm sorry if we missed something or if it came out after our recording, that's most likely what's going to happen. It's going to come out after the recording. Um, But yeah, we'll update you guys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, wherever you guys follow us on social media for the, for the big signings. And remember, none of these are final. Frank Gore did it to us a few years ago where he said he was he agreed to a contract somewhere else and then he signed with the Colts. So these aren't final, but most of the time, this, this is what happens. Let's move on to some new head coaches around the league. So seven new head coaches. We're just going to run through them. First up, Urban Meyer, Jacksonville Jaguars coach. He was... Most recently, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2018, where his team finished 12-1, and and they just missed the, missed the college football playoffs. He's been known for running a spread offense, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have the first pick of this NFL draft, where 
I think a majority of people think that they will pick Trevor Lawrence and he'll have his quarterback of the future. Next up, so, Robert. Uh, oh, I, oh, go for it. I was I was um, going to go through all of them and then uh, we'll discuss. Oh, my, Has, is that, oh, my bad. All right. Uh, no, yeah. Okay. I mean, I just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, next, Robert Sala. He's the new coach of the New York Jets. And the Jets haven't had a winning season since 2015 and haven't made the playoffs since 2010. So can Robert Sala change the landscape in New York? I don't know, but he's been a very prominent figure in the defensive community. And I mean, he's, he's uh, dated back to the Legion of boom. Whenever they went to the super bowl, he also is coming uh, from San Francisco where he was the defensive coordinator and uh, they had a a top five defense the last two years. So good for the defense over there in New York. We'll see how, what that means for fantasy and the offensive side of the ball, though. Third, Arthur Smith. He's going to be the new coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He was the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans for the last two seasons, which was uh, last year. They were the third highest rated offense. And he's going to have quite a bit of talent to work with, with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley as the wideouts. We'll see what they do with the running back position there. And if they, if they go and get a replacement for Matt Ryan or if they stick with him, but there's quite a bit of talent there for him to work with. Fourth, Brandon Staley. He's the new coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. He's coming over from the Los Angeles Rams, so he probably didn't even have to move. Uh, Stayed in the same house, which is comfortable for him. Uh, The Chargers have a lot of talent, definitely. It's just, can they stay healthy? Intern Aaron knows this as he is a huge Charger fan. They just don't seem to stay healthy, and it's always one of their big main guys. So hopefully they can stay healthy because they have a lot of talent and a lot of young talent over there. Next, Dan Campbell. He's the new coach of the Detroit Lions. He was the assistant head coach and tight end coach of the Saints last year. It seems to me that the Lions are in full rebuild. They traded Stafford for Goff. They didn't re-sign Kenny Galladay. Good luck, Dan Campbell. Next. <laughs> Nick, Are you seri- my notes I have? <laughs> Dude, seriously, good luck, Dan Campbell. Next, Nick Sirianni. He's going to be the new coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He was the offensive coordinator for the Colts since 2018. He ran multiple offenses with the Colts because, well, he had a different starting quarterback all three years, Luck, Brissett, and then Rivers. And that's really tough to make an offense work around, you know, three completely different quarterbacks there. But one thing that seemed to stay uh, the same is the way he ran his offense with 12 personnel, which is two tight ends. He liked getting the ball out of the quarterback's hand really quickly, five yard passes, just real short. And he loves passing the ball to the, the running back next up. And last seventh on the list, David Coley, new coach of the Houston Texans. He was the assistant coach and wide receivers coach and the passing game coordinator of the Ravens last year. And again, good luck. Watson doesn't want to be there. Uh, Will Fuller is a free agent. He's not coming back. They did sign Mark Ingram to help with David Johnson in the backfield. And that's about it. That's where they needed help. That's <laughs> another old running back. We got an old running back. Let's add another one. But 
it, I mean, to hit him with the one-two punch, those are not two terrible guys to hit him with. They should go get Frank Gore next. Yes. They should. I Frank agree with the that. Tank. <laughs> the senior backfield in Texas. You heard it here first on the Fantasy Daydreamers. Frank Gore to the Texans. Mark that one up. All right, so let's discuss these coaches now. Who are you most excited about? Who are you like, oh, I don't want to draft any of these players for fantasy because, well, I don't know. Keone? So I had a, um, I looked at, or I, I saw the seven and then I kind of put them in a list. Okay. So I've had, it was sort of, it was really close between my top two, but I think uh, Nick Sirianni edged it out for me because even though he's going to the Eagles, which had a really rough year last year, I think he can kind of help them put all the pieces together. And I don't know if they'll win exactly right away, but they're in a terrible division where anything can really happen. And he's bringing in guys that have, um, I don't remember his name, but he brought in a guy that had experience with a, with a young quarterback in Justin Herbert. So, you know, he can get the job done with, a quarterback that doesn't have very much experience in the NFL. And he also brought two of the coaches behind the Colts defense. Mm -hmm. And that's really something that's going to, that would, could make the Eagles stand out in that division. Yeah. So if they put those pieces together, I think that really helps them and they have potential to be maybe like be good in that division. So, yeah, yeah, they have potential to win that division just because of the division itself. I agree with that. I have Nick Sirianni as my favorite coach as well. Ah, I do not. Okay. Who I do you have? have? Uh, Robert uh, Salah. I can't pronounce his last Robert name. Robert Sala. Sala. Okay. Robert Sala. Um, and that one, I'm just thinking of what happened with Ryan Tannehill after he got rid of Adam Gase. <laughs> okay. Uh, and at, <laughs> Robert Tannehill's now a, a top 10 QB. So, you Sam mean Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Ryan Tano. So <laughs> Sam Darnold, top Sam 10. Arnold? Uh, I mean, if you speak it into existence, I'm let's make it happen. But yeah, he's also kind of a all gas, no breaks type of coach. And he's Absolutely. just gonna be trying to go fast as hell. And so depending on the running back, um, they have love Michael Perrine right now, but I think they should probably go draft or get somebody different. If they're sticking with Darnold, then that should be their focus and then i don't like their wide receivers aren't bad there's a lot of kind of like middle ground guys but i think they have a real good like chance of being much better fantasy wise not maybe as a team but fantasy wise do we have a breaking news button um i can play the music again (laughs) (laughs) i have breaking news the washington football team has signed ryan fitzpatrick quarterback (laughs) <laughs> from the Dolphins, one year, $10 million. Well, they haven't signed him, obviously, but they have agreed to a contract. Well, you know what I have to say about that? Because, you know, thumbs up for that. So, thumbs up for that. I agree. <laughs> that is yeah, because in doing my research, I was like thinking, depending on who they draft, they're going to probably, they're going to need a new quarterback. And so I was thinking like Andy Dalton, but I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better pick than that. He's going to be swinging the so. ball. Terry McLaurin yeah. stock going up, up, up. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get so back I to like the coaches. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about with Robert Sala is he is very defensive-minded. I don't know. And you're right. He's all gas, no breaks. And that kind of worries me for that offense. I don't know if that offense 
can be all gas. I think they does it. Does it make you feel better that he's giving up like defensive duties to somebody else? Uh, no, I think he should focus more on the defensive duties and give the offensive duties to someone else. His okay. offensive coordinator right now is Mike LaFleur, who was passing game coordinator for the San Francisco uh, team. So they both left. Yeah. Um, so if we see a lot of the same passing style, it just means that it's gonna going to be out to- of the ball, out of the hands of Darnold quick. Yeah, which might be good for Darnold. Yeah. And it might allow him to do stuff. And they might be doing... I mean, San Francisco, I feel like, had a motion on every single play last year. Uh, True. Like, that's just their style. So that could help getting moving and just doing every random thing. So I, I'm just excited because I think that could help them. And it just, I think, depends more on how Darnold is able to transform this year, if he's able to transform. All right. Yeah. I mean, I have him as third on my list. So he's not, like, I'm not saying he's terrible. Um, but I do have Urban Meyer ahead of him. I'm just excited to see what he can do in the NFL with Trevor Lawrence. I just hope they can get some stuff clicking. Yeah. I I said I was excited for Urban Meyer, but it was more of I was excited to watch Trevor Lawrence and their talent. They have a very talented offense already. DJ Chark's good. James Robinson's good. Now Carlos Hyde is going there as well. So, like, as long as Trevor Lawrence doesn't suck, like, just surprise bust. LaVisca Chenault, too. Yeah. And so, like, they have, they're poised to be really good offensively. And Urban Meyer, I think, will, with the spread, will help with that. But otherwise, mostly it's, I'm excited for Trevor Lawrence and not necessarily Urban Meyer. So, you're going to be mad. This is what I created the, the whole kerfuffle earlier for. Do you, do you think there's a rural Meyer somewhere in the world? <laughs> Should I kick him off the <laughs> <laughs> It's like his doppelganger or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Looks exactly like him, but won't retire just because stuff goes bad. (laughs) Sticks it out. Um, Is there anyone you guys are not excited about? I think first that jumps to me is David Coley and Dan Campbell, obviously. The The Lions just seem like they're in a rebuild. So it's nothing against Dan Campbell. I just don't think the ownership wants to win right now. And so that's really hard for a head coach to be good whenever the ownership doesn't even want to win. Dan Campbell is the sacrificial lamb for Detroit right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, As for David Coley. Yeah. David Coley. I'm actually not excited for him because he was, what was his last job? The Ravens passing coordinator uh, <laughs> so he was the assistant head coach the wide receivers coach and the passing game coordinator for the ravens okay so um the wide receivers coach uh, well, pretty much he did well he worked with marquise brown a lot okay where's the results <laughs> so, marquise brown produced a couple of times but you're right he got I a mean, it's, it's, it's nothing yeah nothing exciting no, it, I'm not excited for that. If if he was coaching Lamar and all of them in the passing game, that is just not exciting at all. Well, it, neither is Watson because, like, he is not like he is nonplussed, and he is, I think, really going to stick out this like his sit out, which he probably should, because for our for everything I've heard that's been kind of coming out based off this situation for the Texans is that they're not a good organization and they don't treat their top players well. So 
you yeah. g- good for you, Deshaun Watson. Just, yeah, that's... I mean, we've seen guys trying to get away from Houston for the past few years now. DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, they all want away from this organization. So, again, that's just a hard spot for a head coach to step into. I think he is lowest on my list. Yeah. David Coley. Likewise. Yeah. And then you just feel bad for Dan Campbell. Yeah. So let's talk about the two guys that we haven't. What order do you guys put Arthur Smith and Brandon Staley in? Arthur Smith, the Atlanta Falcons new coach. Brandon Staley, the Los Angeles Chargers new head coach. Do you guys have any like, thoughts about them? I like Brandon Staley. I am. Um, huh. If, because I like that offense. It's a it's a good offense if they're able to actually Young. make plays, make plays in the in the uh, last two minutes of a half, yes. and so that's another <laughs> reason the Lions play. <laughs> third, um, third and goal, good. Yeah, I I think he's gonna be he's getting help on the defense, which the Chargers need. Even though they have really good defensive players, it's like you said earlier, they just need to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But that team is pretty well put together. And I just hope that he can hold his own against the owners, which I think are a big, like the biggest problem in Chargers history. Um, don't particularly care for the Spanos family and how they've handled that team. So hopefully he can make something happen. Yeah, um, I but agree with fantasy that. Wise, fantasy wise, it should be good. They're young and, and they're talented. It's just, can they put it all together? And it's only Herbert's second year now. So um, I think, well, we saw it in the first year. He broke a bunch of records. He looked great. And Austin Eckler will be there hopefully the whole season. You know, he went through the injury. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they'll all still be there. I mean, they're losing Hunter Henry, but Hunter Henry's great and all, but he was hurt a lot for that team so hopefully i just want the chargers to stay healthy for a season because there's so much talent there arthur smith the atlanta falcons just need a lot of help i think and i think it's time to probably move on from matt ryan but is there better out there uh not quite yet there's a few teams stuck in that limbo area where hey we don't want to get rid of our veteran yet but and we can't because we can't really move on so he has talent again too but it's just not as much and it's getting old their older talent instead of younger still a huge fan of Calvin Ridley though I do think Arthur Smith is is a great choice for that team though yeah he is really good at what he does he, he was the offensive coordinator of the Titans like I said earlier and I mean hopefully they looked, they looked good yeah hopefully he can bring um Matt Ryan back into At the ice relevance but it's hard. He's getting old. Julio is starting to get old, even though he's great. And then they don't really have a running back. Edo Smith is there's Brian Hill. I don't know. He's a free agent, I think, technically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's get into some free agents. That'll do it for the for the coaches. Let's let's move on to some free agents. So let's have some fun, guys. So we have no clue where these guys are going. We talked about where we know all the other guys are going, but where is the best landing spot for these fantasy players? Let's go through them first. Marlon Mack running back. He's coming off of a MCL tear. So he didn't play. He, he'll be a free agent, obviously coming away from the Colts. Keone, where do you have Marlon Mack going? Um, 
I have him going to the Seattle Seahawks ah. because Chris Carson is probably going to be gone. Yeah. You wrote in your article last week. And I think that team respects the running game. So I think he can go in there and be the number one guy. And it's just, they need to give control and a lot of say to Russell Wilson. And I don't know if he's as much as a, of a running or a catching running back, but I think if you give Russell Wilson a lot more say than he seems to have and then they already do because he he'll get the ball down the field and then that running game can smash people in the mouth. So absolutely. I love that spot for him actually. Um, yeah. I don't have such a, as good of a spot for Marlon Mack. I have him going to the Arizona Cardinals. I think Kenyon Drake will be gone. I think that all this chase Edmonds talk of chase Edmonds can be our guy. Chase Edmonds can split a backfield. I don't think Chase Edmonds can be the single guy back there. They're going to need a a real running back. Marlon Mack is a real running back. I wish I could have him going other places. I had him going maybe Jacksonville, but I don't I think that would be terrible because then he would split time with James Robinson. I just felt like he would go there, but they signed Carlos Hyde, so I don't think he goes there anymore. So, I have him going to Arizona. I don't love it, but I feel like he fits. Ian, where do you got Marlon Mack going? I was kind of in the same boat as you. I I would like him to be the starter and be the like true one in a place. Um, but the issue is I don't think he fits on any team that needs a running back right now, like his style. So I kind of agree with Keone. If the Seahawks are going to go still with like actually run like where they believe they need to run the ball and have just a hard-nosed runner or not necessarily hard-nosed, but like just a runner, Marlon Mack is good because he's, he's not really a pass catcher in the backfield. So that's kind of where I'm thinking. I don't disagree with the Cardinals, but you're right. It would, it just, it's not a great spot for him. Yeah. He just, he fits there, but it's not the greatest for fantasy. No. Let's move on to our next guy. The guy coming away from the Cardinals, Kenyon Drake. He's coming off the franchise tag. Ian, where do you have Kenyon Drake going? Oh my God. Um, home. Home. <laughs> just doesn't sign. Just is he good enough to start anymore? Like, I'll tell you one team that he is good enough to start on. The Steelers? The Atlanta Falcons. Okay. He's better than Edo Smith. He's better if they bring back Brian Hill. He's better than him. Yeah. And Uh, that's that's about it. Like, I don't know. He's like, if he wants to be fantasy relevant, he has to go where there is no other running back. Even Edo Smith, I think, will eat some time. Edo Smith. Oh, yeah. Playability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially in the uh, receiving game. But I don't I don't think Kenyon I agree with you. I don't think Kenyon Drake has a starting job in 2021. No. I bet he's committed. Keone, where you so gotta go? I, I, I sort of went a different route, but it, it it is a committee and not a committee. Um I said the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. Because one, they're not gonna have a quarterback for probably most of the season this upcoming season. So they're going to have to rely on the running game a lot. And so that means that when Joe Mixon gets injured in the third week of the season and the Bengals don't officially say that he's out. And so you keep getting strung along. (laughs) He's, 
he's going to have to have another running back to put go in his place. And I know about Giovanni Bernard, but fuck Giovanni Bernard and his stupid ass mustache. I hate it so much. It's so. It's, it's like it's like the aftermath or like the the follow up to the hungry hungry caterpillar, where he's just like, eh, it's a living. You know, he's just living on his his the upper lip or he went he saw some episodes of Shit's Creek and it's like, you know what? That uh, that Eugene Levy guy, I'm going to go to Canada and shave his eyebrows and then just tape them or glue them on to the top yeah. of my top lip. Yes. And it's like I, I, I hate his mustache. I'm sure Giovanni Bernard is great, but I cannot stand his mustache at all. And I just don't want to see him ever again. So that's why Kenyon Drake should go to the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. I don't I don't hate it. I mean, <laughs> I hate it because I love Joe Mixon so much, but it makes sense. And Giovanni Bernard has shown that anyone can perform as the second string running back there because Giovanni Bernard's good, but not great. Kenyon Drake, good, not great. And so I I don't hate it. Let's move on to Jamal Williams. Coming out of Green Bay, he announced on Instagram that he will not be back. So he is for sure on the move. And I have him going to the Seattle Seahawks. He can run on the ground and he can definitely catch the ball through the air. I don't think that he is a number one back, but going to Seattle, they're going to have a committee. And hopefully if they only get Jamal Williams, then they will have to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands more because they don't have an early enough draft pick to get one of these great running backs. So Jamal Williams would fit the way that I want the Seattle Seahawks to play football, not the way that they actually do. So for him, for Jamal Williams, I have, I think you'll like this. I have him going to the Steelers. Okay. Me too. Cause, cause James Connor is probably going to be gone. Yes, and I'm sorry for all you Benny Snell fans out there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but, not. I'm not sorry. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I think Jamal Williams can come in there and actually be the number one ahead of Benny Snell. And if they're going to play like they have, where Ben Roethlisberger needs to get the ball out of his hands very, very fast, which he's worked on very well these past few years because he kind of has to. Yes. I think he's a good check down option in that offense. Absolutely. So he can, he can definitely catch the ball. On the field. Yeah, yeah. He can definitely catch the ball out of the backfield really well. Um, and Ian, you said you have him going to the Steelers as well. Or Cardinals if they want to kind of do a true committee where Chase Edmonds could take 50% of snaps, Jamal Williams could take 50. Dang, I actually like that spot for both of them because then both of them won't be, you know, they'll be fringe RB2 running backs, I think. But Both of them also could, like, if you put them in the game, they they could run or they could catch the pass. It's not like, oh, Naheem Hines is in. He's just, they're passing this down. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? So Yeah, true. I, I actually really like that one. That one kind of shocked me. All right, the next guy, I have him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leonard Fournette. Hmm. I think that he won't demand a lot of money. He can run the ball. He, he can't catch the ball that well out of the backfield, but he can do it a little bit. But I think the Steelers are really looking for someone that can run between the tackles. And without paying someone a shit ton of money, Leonard Fournette seems to be that guy. 
I would say Marlon Mack, but he's going to be too expensive. So I have Leonard Fournette going to the Steelers. I actually like that one too. Because then Benny Snell's their, their third down pass catcher. And don't forget they have Anthony Farland, who was a rookie last year, came in, got some work with Benny Snell whenever James Conner was out. So I think McFarland and Snell back up Leonard Fournette. Can They both can catch the ball. They can both kind of run the ball. Leonard Fournette can be that first down guy because of the Steelers. I mean, being a Steelers fan, watch they missed the run game last year, like especially towards the end of the season. Just missing that run game hurt them. So I have Leonard Fournette going to a place, and I don't know if it's coincidental or not, but because of Robert Salah, where he would be going to the Jets with a very, very full backfield. So he, I think potentially, like I see him as like a number two guy. So he can go into the Jets and maybe start as like a number two guy. I don't know exactly who he would be behind. Maybe probably Frank Gore, because surprisingly Frank Gore had the most yards on that team last year, I believe. So good for you, Frank the Tank. Just get those get those ballots up for your Hall of Fame induction, you know? If they bring Gore back, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So if uh, Frank Gore happens to leave as well, which he probably might because he's 16 years, so it's how many more years does he have? So Jets, I think Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah, the, the Jets also re-signed um, Josh Adams to a one-year contract. Okay. Um, but uh, I, th- I think Fournette can go into that backfield and like very, very much has a chance to end up as the starter in that backfield. Yeah, yeah. My point with the Josh Adams was I don't think they bring back Frank Gore. I think they're moving oh, on okay. from, their, from their number one guy. They're they're bringing back a different guy instead of Frank Gore. I see. So I agree with this. Fournette is is a great pick. Um, where I mine's weird because the team itself is very confusing, and I don't know what they what their opinions of their running backs are so far. It's the Patriots. Oh, do they like? Damien Harris to be their runner? Do they no. like Tony Michelle? Like, do no. they like Tony Michelle to catch the like the ball? James so, White is gone, and James White's gone. Rex Burkhead's gone. Those two guys were literally only there to catch the ball. The next Legarrette Blunt, huh? You're calling That's it now? Point. Yeah, where Legarrette Blunt is like, oh, how many touchdowns did he have last year? Twenty <laughs> on seven hundred yards. Yeah. So I I think Leonard Fournette could do that for him. And then they could just really steer into the we're going to run the ball like the Ravens do. Um, that would probably be, I think, one of the better fits. But it just really depends on what they think of their running backs they have right now. I don't think they really like any of their running backs right now. The only thing is Bill Belichick does not take anything from anyone. And Leonard Fournette seems to be the guy, if things are not going his way, he's going to cry and complain. And... I don't know if Bill Belichick will go for that, but Ooh, fantasy wise, like, that would be fun. I can that's, just see the, the conversation just being like, Tom Brady, let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> just piss him off so much. Oh yeah. That would be, I love it. I want, <laughs> and for fantasy, he would get a lot of work there. So it would be good for him for fantasy. Um, I lo- I like it. I, I want to see it happen now. Bill Belichick's like, who why are you on your phone during filming? He's like, I'm texting Tom. He never cared. <laughs> he knew my importance. <laughs> he, knew, he knew I'd show up on Sundays. 
too easy for me. Too easy. Uh, let's move on to our next guy, Wayne Gallman. I went really boring with Wayne Gallman, and I have him going back to the Giants. I think the Giants really. I'm sorry, Keone. I know. No, he probably but, will. It's, I yeah, really, I, I unfortunately, I think that's what's going to happen. But yeah, I think the Giants really like him. They want to secure someone that they like behind Saquon in case Saquon gets hurt yet again. So I know it's boring, but I got Wayne Gallman going to the back to the Giants. Okay. So Wayne Gallman, give the give him the ball, man. As I said before, I agree that he's probably gonna be a number two, and I don't really see him being otherwise. However, I think there's a team that he can fit in very well as the number two, and that is the New Orleans Saints. Oh, because he can be the the straight ahead between the tackles running back while Alvin Kamara is catching the ball. So I think they can work in tandem to do be a very good backfield. Do you think he'd get a lot of work there? Like more so now because their quarterback seems to be James Winston and they might not. I would hope so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing with that is, well, actually (sighs) Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray has gotten work there for the past two years. I'm looking up his contract right now. The Saints actually have a potential out this year they for need Latavius the Murray. Ooh, it's only it's only 1.7 million though. It's not a lot of cap yeah, space. They need hey, en- enough for Wayne Gallman though potentially. <laughs> enough for Wayne. That's Plus, he's is, a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. Than and Latavius you, Murray. And if you can work his contract so that way you're paying him not a lot now, maybe a lot more in signing bonuses now, but then you're paying him later down the line in four year in a four year contract or so, they might be able to make it work money wise. But just Latavius Murray still being there kind of worries me for that one. But if they get rid Fuck of him. Murray, then <laughs> if they get rid of Murray, then yeah, he's gotten work for the past few years. So I like it. I'm saying. I'm going to do my boy Wayne Gallman a favor. He doesn't even got to go far. And when I say go far, I mean like he just, gets, he just, he can stay where he's living. The Jets playing the I same think, stadium. Yeah. I think he would work really well in most likely they're going to be running that zone run scheme um, with Mike LaFleur mm-hmm. being their offensive coordinator now. And I think he could take over. Yeah. For LaMichael Perrine and whoever else is there. And if not, like split time with them. And I think that would be a really good spot for him. Another yeah. one could also be the Falcons, but I think pretty much any running back would do well in the Falcons. Yeah. Because they just need a running back. Yes, yes, absolutely. My favorite is the Jets for Wayne Gallman. All right. Last running back we'll talk about Tevin Coleman. Keone, where you got Tevin Coleman landing? Coming off of the 49ers, lots of injuries. This was a, this I think was the probably the toughest one out of all the the guys we were looking at. But mm-hmm. I think he he needs to go to have any chance. He needs to go to a run heavy offense, such as the Cardinals or the Baltimore Ravens. And I know those are very muddled backfields potentially, but I could see him being the number two guy behind J.K. Dobbins and pulling away from Gus Edwards, or he could give help to Chase Edmonds and allow Kyler Murray to have more room and ability to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, those aren't two uh, bad landing spots. 
the Ravens would be super muddied. And I think if he goes there, I would stay away. I mean, it would definitely make me draft JK Dobbins later, probably stay away from Gus Edwards and Tevin Coleman, both completely. Ian, where you got Tevin Coleman landing. I like the Seahawks for this one, because in my personal opinion, the Seahawks need to lean on Russell Wilson way more than they do. And I think we, we saw it last year. Like when Russell Wilson started averaging like six less throws a game, yeah. uh, the team started being way worse. I think Russell Wilson needs to throw the ball 45 you, times a game. You need to like hit that. that garbage button again. Garbage. That's what it was. Yeah, it was garbage. I, garbage. I got so mad. So Tevin Coleman can be the, the running back and also the pass catching back. And I think that'd be a good spot for him. I think that he could, um, light up the game in the run game and start going right for him. I think he can also just be a factor in the check down. My other spot would be the Panthers. If Mike, since uh, Mike Davis is probably gone, he would be a good mm-hmm. backup for CMC when CMC probably gets hurt ah. again. So that's, uh, I think another spot for him. Yeah. 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 I, I don't hate that. You can catch the ball in the backfield. I have him going where he's going to be in a three headed Part of a three-headed monster, three-headed running back attack, the Buffalo Bills making all three, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Tevin Coleman, all of them undraftable, just ruined the whole backfield even more than it's ruined now. Go ahead and go to Buffalo, Tevin Coleman. Do you know how many times I actually deleted Buffalo (laughs) from my notes? Because I was like, no, they would never do a (laughs) three-headed monster. Dude, he would fit there, but no, they won't do that. So I deleted him. I'm mad. I, I got him going to Buffalo and just ruining that backfield even more than it's already ruined. I like how we didn't say really Falcons <laughs> specifically for any of these teams. I just said, although I had the Falcons for Kenyon Drake, but Ooh, I'm sorry. Falcons. Yeah. Fans. Yeah. I mean, there's just some teams to avoid like, yeah, facts. But I mean, they, the Falcons really do need a running back really bad though. Like if they go get Marlon Mack, I will be very happy with that. Yeah, but, he could be their running back for the future. Yes. If they went and got Marlon Mack and Wayne Gallman, both of them, get rid of Edo Smith. <laughs> now we're just dreaming. Fuck him. Stay dreaming. <laughs> I got to sign up that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's move on. Our only wide receiver we'll be talking about tonight, T.Y. Hilton. And I wrote this down before the news came out. I have him going to the Washington football team, and I love it even more. Now that Ryan Fitzpatrick will be there opposite Terry McLaurin, I am slowly falling in love with T.Y. Hilton to the Washington football team. I, I like guys, that. Yeah. Where you guys got him nice. going? Let's let's have Keone go first because I have a great spot for him. Okay. Keone. Okay. So um, it's a little bit like because, yeah, if he goes to Washington, he'll be that number two guy probably. Um, I have him going to where he'll be sort of not exactly like a Larry Fitzgerald situation, but in a situation where they have a, like their offense is pretty, pretty much set, but they did lose a guy this, this off season. They, they got rid of a guy and I think he could go in and be, be the number three guy behind the clear number one, Stefan Diggs and the now obvious number two, Cole Beasley. But I think he could be their their older kind of guy to come in and just shock the defense on a like 65 yard touchdown play. Yeah. Like Stretch where did that come from? Yeah. 
yeah, he's not going to get a ton of yards, but, but throughout the season, he's going to have those plays where like, what happened? How did he get into the end zone? And I think with a fun, young, dynamic offense, it could potentially give him a spark that we saw at various times last season that he could tap into again. Yeah. And, and not being, I mean, being able to be the number three on a team would help him like save up energy, you know, to, to, for those big plays. Mm-hmm. All right, Ian, where you, where you got T.Y. going? <clears throat> if it's not where I think it is. It's called the Park uh, Men's <laughs> Adult Flag Football League in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> the Park. I, I looked it up. It, it's only going to cost him $70 to sign as a free agent. Cost him, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll just Makes put sense. him on a team that needs that needs filled, and I think that's the best spot for him. And he would destroy. Oh, he would smack the league. Uh, so that's going to be good if you want to start a sleeper league of the park flag football league uh, i'm in i'm down no <laughs> i thought <laughs> i thought for sure you were gonna go with the packers that's the other spot that i was wrestling between mm. washington and the green bay packers again just being that veteran presence opposite of Devonte adams aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball come on i Ian, even you would have to oh say, i know because pretty much if you give me any wide receiver that's available this year i'm like take them to the packers they need they need yeah. that yeah um if yeah i just don't think that would help the packers as much and so maybe i'm just staring kind of away from it like i don't like it as much mm. and i think a team that would that needs help that he could do a lot of work in just because they're kind of trash right now is the Texans. But I wouldn't that, sign the Texans. I'd be gone. That was the third team that I had for him. Whereas I'm like, dude, he could go to the Texans and he would fit in, but I don't want him to go there. Even though, yeah, I think TY is a little washed up and yeah, he should be yeah. probably a third wide receiver. He would be the number one on the team, but I don't want him to go to the Texans. It would him, wish that upon anybody. Yeah. yeah. Him, Brandon Cooks, Reynolds Cobb, Kiki Cootie. Yeah, he could fit in there and and do good things like two games a year yeah well, i just don't love anyone going to the texans right now no just blow up that team we don't need an expansion draft we need a, a reduction draft all right and that'll do it for the free agents i know you guys are thinking well where's chris carson where's kenny galladay where's hunter henry and all these other guys that are going to be free agents and to that i have to say you guys are clearly not going to the website. So head over to the website. We wrote lots of articles about all the guys that were, we didn't talk about tonight. So if you didn't hear someone, you really want to know where we think they're going to go or how you think they're going to, or how we think they're going to play next year, head over to the website, daydreamermedia.com. We have all of our podcasts are up there. All of our articles are up there. So please head over to the website, follow us on Twitter at fantasydaydreamers.com you can follow <laughs> we have we have two two twitters because we have one for daydreamer media which is yeah yeah and then fantasydaydreamers.com for twitter uh we also have the instagram day underscore dreamer media um so go ahead and give us a follow please give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts write us a review, ask us a question. We'll answer those ones. 
whenever we get to them, whenever we have a mailbag episode. So please start sending those over dynasty questions, redraft questions, best ball leagues. Doesn't matter. We'll answer them all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay dreaming. You know, if you guys want to um, email us with questions, you can email me at producer at daydreamermedia.com. That's where we can get all those questions coming in. And if you haven't looked at the Daydreamer Media website right now, I am very disappointed in you. So. Kevin Sorbo disappointed in you. You are the Kevin Sorbo disappointed player of the week. If you haven't looked at the website, <laughs> stay dreaming guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Stay dreaming. Fuck Giovanni Bernard's mustache and stay dreaming. Mm-hmm.